This is a Suno India production and you're listening to Beyond China. My earliest memory of coming face to face with the history of Hyderabad was when I was 7 years old. A couple of family friends had come down from Delhi and my parents were keen to show them around Hyderabad. It was a school day. I chose to bunk school and tagged along with my parents and their friends. This is my first and earliest recollection of visiting the majestic Golconda Fort in Hyderabad. I was too young to process some of the facts the tour guide was sharing. But I just remember being in awe of the fort. It's so grand with the gardens it held within it and the many rooms and dungeon-like structures. As an avid reader of Enid Blyton books, this was the closest to a castle that I would come face to face with. I remember standing in the middle of Golconda and clapping my hands when the tour guide told that it would be heard right at the top of the fort. I remember climbing the steep stairs of the fort and looking down at my beautiful hometown. With the wind blowing in my face and the sun shining brightly this was the day i truly fell in love with hyderabad my city hi this is padma priya i am the editor of suno india fast forward to the year when i became a city reporter some of my favorite features that i wrote was around history of this 400 odd old city I discovered as a resident and journalist that the city's history was more than and beyond the iconic charnar. I also saw much to my dismay that very few seemed to know about the rich history they were surrounded by or they were living amongst. From dinosaur eggs to megalithic structures to dynasties, this city has so many amazing stories tucked away. When we started Suno India, I was keen on starting a history podcast. Sitting in Delhi and feeling homesick, One day I came across a journalist and history aficionado Yunus Lasania's Instagram account that Hyderabadi boy. So I reached out to him with the idea of a podcast on history, heritage and the need to protect these structures. Luckily for me, Yunus too liked the idea. So here we are with a new podcast series Beyond Charnar. Produced by Suno India and hosted by Yunus Lasania. In this series we'll bring you stories of Hyderabad and its rich multicultural heritage spread across multiple episodes. This is our road to our city and with hope in the heart that it'll encourage at least some of you our listeners from Hyderabad and elsewhere to appreciate your city a bit more and help us protect its heritage. Before I get too emotional, let me introduce you to Yunus, your host for weeks to come. Golconda Fort is basically uh, the mother of Hyderabad. Uh, 1518 Golconda was officially established as a separate dynasty, okay? Sultan Quli Qutub Shah was the first king. Hyderabad is 428 years old, built by Muhammad Quli Qutub Shah in 1591. Yunus works for a leading financial newspaper. A Hyderabadi at heart, he has been a reporter for over 8 years. How did you come about to starting documenting Hyderabad's history? I think in 2015 I had had a new boss Sirish Nanishetty under him I started writing about heritage 
that's when i realized that okay i don't know anything about the city that's how it started i started writing for the hindu and uh, but just before i left the hindu in april 2017 i wrote one long article for the sunday edition i wrote an article on the occasion of the last nizam usman ali khan's uh, 50th death anniversary and that really went viral and i'm say and i'm talking about people you know they emailed me from the us and delhi and here and there very unexpected places so i realized okay people are interested in this Yunus tells me that soon after he started a blog called the Hyderabad History Project where he began documenting stories he moved it to Instagram Most of my documentation goes on Instagram because I figured that's an easier way it's more visual you know short videos pictures people it gets their attention uh so yeah the weekend walk I started in 2017 March uh for uh, sahapedia somebody i know recommended my name to them saying that you know just like that can you just you can talk to this person he knows he's working on hyderabad history and they asked me if i would conduct that the idea was not to you know make money of it but just to get people and see if they interested in learning something mm-hmm. i did that walk for sahapedia i conducted a few more for them eventually those are free walks anyway so what happened was that at the same time uh one fine day i just decided that okay let's check what happens if i try to conduct it on my own and that's how it started on instagram typically there are at least 10 to 15 people which is good enough to be honest so i see a people on the walk also right people who've been here for decades they don't know much they have their own memories associated with two places but they don't know the history behind those places or they don't know what is what so that is a problem that is what i'm looking to hoping to address through the walks Speaking of the architecture of Hyderabad and Telangana for many years Golconda Fort has not received the world heritage status how would you comment on its condition Golconda Fort is actually still intact which is very nice however what people don't understand is that the fort area what we go to is just the inner fort all the houses that you see in and around it are actually inside the fort area which is all actually illegal so they all come up due to various yeah. political reasons also uh there are eight gates of the golconda fort three i think few of them are under the army itself so all that is there so that's why the fort will never get it if you're just looking you can't look at the fort in an isolated way you have to include the gates because there are a lot of a couple of other buildings of the part of the fort also in and around it which are again encroached upon so luckily the architecture inside is still okay it's not there's not much cement unlike usually where yeah. everyone loves to dump cement We have lived in Delhi for a couple of years. It is very common to see walks and cycling tours. Delhi as a city has many different things to do if you're into heritage and history. Why do you think as a city Hyderabad has very little interest or very few people like you doing these things? Every single person who grows up or at least until the creation of Telangana who maybe in the last few decades growing up did not learn anything about Hyderabad in their history books which is a fact. no matter how much you try to deny it there is in most i i remember in my own state syllabus history textbooks there was no mention of hyderabad usman ali khan the nizam the qutub shah is the founders of hyderabad it is just andhra that's the only word i remember that uh, andhra pradesh uh, that so and so leaders from here their potichi ramulu fought for uh, andhra pradesh's formation but they, uh, there was no telangana arms struggle there was no uh, story about how that the state of hyderabad was the largest princely state etc etc so the thing is number one people are not aware of their own history so when you don't know that when you just grow up in a city randomly seeing old buildings and people 
saying that oh ek zamane mein aisa tha you think what is the old person talking about and that's how the first reaction that happens issue with hyderabad particularly is that because of the way the state of hyderabad was annexed to india in 1948 it just you know it it is created this sort of uh, a bad space with regard to history where we can't talk about hyderabad without talking about operation polo operation polo is the military action that was uh initiated by the indian army in sorry on september 13 1948 when usman ali khan the last nizam of the princely state of hyderabad refused to join india i mean there were negotiations that were going on for nearly a year in fact after independence for from november 1st 1947 there was a standstill agreement signed between hyderabad and india there was also the communists who were uh revolting against the landlords along with the peasants hyderabad barely had an army the people who were killed was this uh, militia muslim militia run by this qasim rizvi this man named qasim rizvi and that was done in 5 days the telangana arms struggle like i which i just mentioned was something that went on till 51 52 until our first general elections until the communists decided to come out and participate actively in elections i think that there is one way, uh, one, one the other thing that the governments indian and andhra erstwhile andhra did not want to do was to make people learn about the communist history of telangana which was one of the most successful communist revolutions in the entire country so you can't talk about history and exclude these things the other issue is a lack of uh, historical literature people uh, like hk sherwani and gulam yazdani's books which were actually which are actually immemorial uh, time immemorial i mean in sense that you can't ignore these books those are the basic foundational historical uh, references to whatever we have in the deccan and these are books that are out of print lot of a lot of old hyderabadis don't want to share information uh, but there's also the negative thing of operation polo which people of hyderabad still primarily muslims and you know others also they don't want to talk about these things it's 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 more to do with a combination of lack of awareness and also apathy yeah, because i remember after i started documenting hyderabad half the people who contacted me for information are history students even they themselves don't know where to look for information and their professors also very clearly fed them with some wrong information tell us some of the interesting facts that you dug up for me like someone like haja moinuddin who was a, who went underground in 1948 with magdum with the revolutionary communist urdu poet magdum moinuddin is more important than let's say a building that is crumbling at the same time architecturally i do understand the importance of that also fascinating for me is uh, the smaller things for example there's the wesley garrison church uh in sikandrabad near lal bazar so that church is roughly 170 years old this apparently the belfry was left empty because the wife of the founding priest uh she died while coming along with the bill you know you know by traveling while she was traveling by ship so in her memory that was left uh and more importantly what i found fascinating is the way hyderabad and the golconda fort was built by the qutub shah is the founders of golconda and hyderabad uh, though those were they, though they were shia they were orthodox shia muslims and they were orthodox as far as their religion was concerned but they were also very liberal so hyderabad architecturally and planning wise was really good and uh, 
even the things that are left today by the Qutub Shahis are actually a lot more valuable than the entire Asif Jahi or the Nizam history. That, that's my personal understanding. There are uh, Ashur Khanas, which Shia Muslims build, you know, primarily uh, to mourn the death of Imam Hussein during Muharram. Uh, there are many Ashur Khanas that are run by Hindus in Telangana specifically. So these are uh, remnants of the Qutub Shahi era. When these uh, Ashur Khanas were built by the kings, or you know, locally, not not directly by the kings, maybe, but but by the but by the dynasty, and they would appoint local people or local Hindus, non-Muslims, to take care of them. So that would create some sort of a cultural and religious confluence. The the cultural uh, confluence is what I find really fascinating, which has lasted for hundreds of years. People are trying to break it, still not breaking. Maybe it might. You never know. Hyderabad has a lot of interesting myths. Like one of the myths, I don't know if it is a myth or a historical fact till date, is a whole story of Bhagmati and the name of how and the name of Bhagyanagar, how the city was actually called Bhagyanagar. Can you tell me a bit more about this? See the thing. Here's the thing. There is actually nobody named uh, Bhagmati in Qutub Shahi's official history, uh, nor is there actual proof of her existence anywhere in Hyderabad. Muhammad Kuli Qutub Shah, under the reign of his father, Ibrahim. Ibrahim was re, uh, the king between 1550 and 1580. So Muhammad Kuli Qutub Shah, before he became a young adult, he was in love with his lady named Bhagmati. Now, uh, the story says that Muhammad Kuli Qutub Shah would swim across the Musi River and go to meet Bhagmati. Bhagmati apparently used to live in this place called Chichilam or Chinchilam, somewhere behind the Charminar or close to the Charminar areas. A king would not allow his child to go across the river like that. Even if he was madly in love with her, unlike today, the Musa river was highly untamed. See, but the thing is, I don't completely discount Bhagmati's existence also, because there is, there was there, like the contemporary Mughal viceroys if, who were in the Deccan, wrote back to, I think at that time Akbar was the king, they wrote back to Akbar saying that this boy, Muhammad Kuli Qutub Shah is in love with this name, this lady in Bhagmati. But, uh, the, so the, here is the next part. Unlike Taramati, Primavati, there are no graves. There is no grave of Bhagmati. If, as long, if they were close to the kings, they were they, they had a place there. There was a rumor that the Bhagmati's grave was in Talapkatta that some Pahalwan had taken over it. So till uh, till date, nobody knows. The grave is there. He's built a, apparently he's built a house around it. Nobody knows what has happened to it or whether he removed or scraped off the name or any inscription. But it's, that's the thing. It's, it's a myth at best. Uh, but it could be true because Muhammad Kuli Qutub Shah's father, Ibrahim, actually married Bhag Bhagirati, a Hindu princess from the Vijayanagar Empire. So, you know, I'm not discounting saying that Bhagmati was is fully false, but I'm saying, let's say that let's say let's call it what it. It's a myth. Mm. The, that's where the story of the of, of Muhammad Kuli Qutub Shah apparently calling naming the city Bhagyanagar after her coming came from. Later, after she converted to Islam, uh, he then renamed her Nishri, She took the name as Hyder Mahal, and then it became Hyderabad. <laughs> Thank you for listening to our introductory episode of Beyond Charminar. In the coming months, we hope the series will engage you in understanding Hyderabad and its vibrant history beyond the iconic Charminar. 
To know as and when an episode is released, please subscribe to our newsletter on sunoindia.in. We are an independent platform and we rely on you, our listeners, to bring high-quality audio stories. Support our work by logging on to the supporters page of our website. Thank you.